God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, you know, um, there is uh, some new information coming out that's kind of interesting uh, about COVID. And uh, this information, I think, uh, is pretty scary. And... Um, I, I want to share with you uh, something that uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. said here in a moment. But we're also going to um, get to the bottom of 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 why it is that they're doing it. So, you know, they have this thing where they want to mandate children. Uh, and uh, Tucker weighed in on it as well. Um, but there's a clever little trick that they're doing that uh, th- that is the way they've been doing business for a long time. So it says here, the CDC is quietly pushing annual COVID shots for children so that Big Pharma gets complete liability protection. Huh? It's kind of interesting. So the CDC is set to convene the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices ACIP, in order to decide on the recommended regimen for childhood vaccinations. All right. So the committee committee's decision will be highly consequential, not only for the children who will be subjected to a long-term regime of mRNA shots for COVID-19, regardless of their risk factors, or known adverse effects such as myocarditis and periocarditis. But it will be a boon to pharmaceutical companies that are seeking liability protection once and for all for the COVID shots. So it's pointed out uh, by Robert Kennedy Jr., who runs the Children's Health Defense and who has track a track record of opposing va- various vaccines. The real agenda 
at play here is to ensure Big Pharma can never be sued over the COVID shots. And that's the problem, because we heard earlier in the week, we played this clip that basically said that once they breach their uh, contract, the promise, like if they sent this thing out and they promised that it would, they made a whole bunch of promises that you would take this stuff, and they promised that it, the efficacy it would work. They made all these promises. They they breached their contract, and so they're no longer protected from liability because it's an, it's a breach of contract case. It's no longer an an emergency because once they breach the contract, it null and voids the emergency. Which the president, Biden, I hesitate to even say the word president in his name. Biden is requesting another 90 days. And they're starting to use the same playbook over and over again, too. They're they're doubling down on gain of function. They're now starting to do it in the United States. And lo and behold, they've come up with another strain that's... uh, more wicked and more deadly than the last one. And you say, what in the world is going on here? We go 100 years without a pandemic, and all of a sudden, a pandemic du jour. It's uh, by the per day. They know that this is going to kill and injure a huge number of children, but they need to do it for the liability protection the CDC is slated to have, a, uh, have the meetings on the childhood vaccine regimen beginning on October 18th. Okay, that was yesterday. And also on October 20th, which is tomorrow. And the meeting will be open to the public and will have a section available for public comment. The committee in charge in charge with advising the CDC and the direct the director in the CDC on the use of immunizing agents, the CDC stated, in addition, under 42 U.S.C. 1396, the committee is mandated to establish and periodically review and, as appropriate, revise the list of vaccines for administration to vac- vaccine-eligible children through the Vaccines for Children program, along with schedules regarding dosing, interval, dosage, you know, all this stuff. The agenda will include discussions in influenza, which, where's the, where are those vaccines? I mean, I've seen a little bit of that, but how could you even tell whether you have the flu or the COVID? I don't think they can tell too well. You know, the inventor of the... uh, the rapid tests uh, was basically uh, touting uh, the inefficacy, inefficacy of it. And here's the other part. Who's putting this together? So the other part of this is that the PR firm associated with this. Let's see. 
Here, CDC has got conflict of interests. Here's why your country should think twice before following its recommendations. Revealed, the PR firm that represents Pfizer and Moderna also sits on CDC's vaccine division, sparking major conflict of interest concerns. So what's that, man? That, that to me is, this is all just coming out too, by the way. That was from the Daily Mail. And this is what Robert Kennedy Jr. had to say, Bobby Kennedy's son. A real anti-vaxxer, but a liberal nonetheless. He said CDC is trying to quietly include a vote to add the mRNA C19 vaccine to the annual childhood immunization schedule. The vote takes place in two days on October 19th. Here's why this matters. And uh, that would be today, actually, October 19th. So this was posted on October 17th. And October 19th is today. So I'm just reading that. But here's what it is. So this is this vote is today. This is why we're talking about it. So they're never going to market a vaccine, allow people access to a vaccine, an approved vaccine, without getting liability protection. Now, the, the emergency use authorization vaccines have liability protection under the PREP Act and under the CARES Act. So as long as you take an emergency use, you can't sue them. Once they get approved, now you can sue them, unless they can get it recommended for children. What? Because, because all vaccines that are recommended, officially recommended for children, get liability protection, even if an adult gets that vaccine. That's why they're going after kids. They know this is going to kill and injure a huge number of children, but they need to do it for the liability protection. And there you go. And uh, that is quite interesting. So that's a fast one, folks. They're pulling a fast one. Now, the CDC will vote... uh, to see it says Thursday so they got these dates mixed up so the CDC will it says here will vote Thursday to permanently shield Pfizer and Moderna from COVID vaccine injury liability so that's that and um, that's on the 19th or the 20th that that'd be the 20th the Thursday's the 20th so in any case um, then there, you got this guy talking about the profitability of the whole thing. Let's take a listen. Ursula von der Leyen must immediately and unconditionally resign from her position as president of the, Europe, of the European Commission due to the fact that her actions are currently criminally investigated by the European Public Prosecutor's Office. EPPO just announced a few days ago that is investigating the way the contracts were signed between the European Commission and the producers of vaccines. And this is what the Court of Auditors just stated in the report released a few days ago, and I quote, the Commission has signed up to November 2021 71 billion euros worth of contracts 
on behalf of the member states to purchase up to 4.6 billion COVID-19 vaccine doses. That means that she purchased 10 doses of vaccines for every EU citizen based on contracts that were never released to the public. This is how the contracts that she signed with these pharmaceutical companies were released to the public. How is this possible in a European Union that is called to be transparent with the way it's using people's money? So I'm asking again and calling again for immediate and unconditional resignation. Thank you. It's all fraud. You know, all these people are laundering cash through the COVID uh, situation. And everybody that's involved with it is getting super rich off of it. That's just the, that's just the biggest problem. Here's a, here's a guy that basically um, got in trouble. He was uh, speaking up against a Pfizer presentation. Let's take a listen. Here of, you know, Bill uh, ma'am, here. I have a question. Uh, so uh, Pfizer has the biggest criminal fine in history. So how is it not anti, how is it anti-science to not trust them? If they're on record bribing physicians and fucking with test results, $2.3 billion fine. So how is it anti-science to simply question them? Can you explain that, please? So I appreciate your comment. I'd like to finish my presentation, and if you can hold your questions. I mean, it's not going to be answered. Yeah. I have four questions. Hey, I, have four, I have four questions that didn't get answered. Oh, my God. <laughs> No, 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 please. So he shoves this guy down. This old, this this guy just tried to like shut him down. He just like waved him off, and the guy fell to his face. Um, but uh, yeah, so there's that. And then the CDC, uh, the CDC is also uh, trying to work up fear. But here's the other part. The other part is the new strain. And I want to take a listen to the new strain uh, right here. Let's take a listen to this. Scientists in Massachusetts and Florida created a COVID strain that combined with Omicron and the original Wuhan strain, they found that it killed 80% of the mice that they injected with this. (laughs) Now, why... Would they do this? The lead scientist for the Israeli government is condemning this, saying this should be totally forbidden. It is playing with fire. I am inclined to agree with that. So why? Back to the question, why? I mean, are we asking? Let's ask our chat. Like, why? Why are you doing this? We already had COVID, right? We, we, know, the, we know the response. So why are you launching this new round of gain-of-function research that's now killing, has an 80% kill rate? Right. And Well, they want to declare an emergency. They want to do lockdowns. They want to impact elections. That's, they want to, um, it's in, all in the name of climate change. People need to learn to work from home um, to save the earth. Uh, there's a whole host of reasons why you can get to that. Well, the Biden administration There's has extended clip. the state of emergency for another 90 days, which oh. is interesting because we're going to talk about whether or not you need an emergency to declare an emergency, uh, <laughs> because there is a new COVID variant and it's said to be resistant to immunity and more contagious and resistant to COVID treatments that physicians are currently using. So here we go. Mm. 
The variant is called XBB. That's one of them. It's a variant of Omicron. It's the BA1.1 variant. There's also BQ1.1. One is spreading through Asia, the other through Europe and the U.S. Uh, They say already in the United States, it's concentrated in the New York, New Jersey area, but it will, of course, spread uh, south and west. Uh, what we're born, being warned about at this time is, and the media is also warning us that because vaccine adoption is so sluggish, they say, um, not just the first primary vaccine, but all boosters. In fact, about 10% of the United States has accepted the new booster. Um, so they're saying that this is especially scary because vaccine adoption is sluggish. So wait, vaccine has slowed. And then all of a sudden we have a scary new variant that is resistant to the treatments that we're using and previous vaccinations. So well, and immunity, you said, yes, yes. I mean, that mean natural. Uh, there's no data about that, but like we've talked about many times, there's really no data on this bivalent booster at all. So, you know, it's reasonable to say, this is interesting timing and also interesting rhetoric that it doesn't respond to treatment. So, so if, if you were to say, well, I'm not going to get a booster because, you know, there's treatments available now. They're saying, oh, no, doesn't respond to that treatment. Do we know that yet? Uh, we're not really sure. We don't have any numbers. Um, Who needs? You know, they're awfully quick to uh, basically tell you that this all stuff, all this stuff won't work. We don't know. Re- we don't know. Because uh, we've never tested, but we're just going to tell you that it doesn't work because we want you to get that vaccine mandate. And I said this yesterday, too, um, that this is the case. This is what they want. They want everybody to get that vaccine. And what they want is everybody to get the vaccine. And the reason for the getting the vaccine, the reason why they need everybody to get that vaccine is because... Of the social credit score system. They want you to get the vaccine because then they want to mandate. You know, we've heard the Pfizer guy say, put a pill in your stomach and then it dissolves and they could tell whether you took the vaccine or not. Compliance. They not only compliance to make that guy rich, but compliance in consortium with his vested interest in alignment with the World Economic Forum's vested interest. So it's basically a, a, a way to funnel money from the middle class, siphon the money right out of an economy, put it into the coffers of a Pfizer, but it could be anything. It could be any, um, any corporation, but this is the best mechanism to do it. See, you got to look at these things like objects and mechanisms and, and, and physical wheels turn, spinning in, in the whole matrix of things. Because Pfizer is just a vehicle. It's a conduit. To take money out of the American public. Not the American public that's buying it. See. The American public is paying taxes because they're required by law to pay taxes. And so then those tax dollars are being appropriated, misappropriated, really. But they're being spent. Billions of dollars is going into Ukraine. We never agreed to that. 
If you came to my door, knock, knock, I would like to sell you some encyclopedias. I'd say, no, we, we got the internet for that. Okay, uh, I have something else. You want to hear my sales pitch? Yeah, okay, so the encyclopedia salesman, he goes, I want you to give money to the Ukrainians. For what? Because they're in a war and, you know, we, we care. Oh, okay, no. Goodbye. I want you to buy uh, an electric vehicle. I, 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 I don't want you to buy any more gasoline for your car or to heat up your house. I want you to buy electric. It's more expensive. I don't want to. I want my, I want my diesel. I want my combustible engine car. I like my car. Nope. We want you to buy this new electric shiny car because we have people in our that are going to get rich from selling it to you. Um, no, close the door in their face. All right, and it goes on and on. We want you to buy this COVID. Why? Because there's a vaccine. There's a virus out there. I heard somebody say this yesterday. That if we never, in developing nations, they never even had a spike. In a lot of these developing nations, and if we were like a hundred years ago, we would have even, we would have not even known that there was an epidemic or a pandemic. We would have not, we would have thought it was a strain of the flu. Ah, the flu's pretty bad this year. Yeah, wow, yeah, Joey, Joey got it. You know, whatever. So, so the point is, they come knocking at your door, you're not going to buy what they're selling. But you say, these are not salesmen working for the other team. These are supposed to be representatives working for you. You're paying their salary. You agreed to do that. You say no, and nevertheless, they say, well, too bad, it's an emergency. We're going to take your money, Regardless of whether you would make that choice to spend it or not, we're going to give it to this guy over at Pfizer who's going to sit down at the board table at Davos. He's going to then pay Davos and pay the World Economic Forum a whole truckload of money, put all of this money into banks. They're going to go ahead and invest in a whole bunch of things and they are going to do it on a grand scale. So that basically it's a redistribution from of money by way of your tax dollars to the coffers of our government that are then buying billions of uh, billions of uh, copies of the vaccine that we just heard the guy from the European Union say they bought they bought 10 vaccines for every person they've spent billions of dollars when they didn't need to they, they bought way more vaccines than they ever needed. And these vaccines now go bad. They have a shelf life. They're not good forever. They expire. Some of them needed to be refrigerated. You know, whatever happened to that myth rumor? That was just another ploy to get you to urgently take it. We have to freeze these things at a super cold rate. You have to get them while they're getting as good if you want to live. So they thought that the world was just going to beat a path to the doorstep. It's free. 
Yeah, but what what's the what's the uh, what's the what's the uh, real cost? What's the real cost to the tax base? What's the real cost to our society? What's the real cost to my own health? All these questions have never been answered, and now we're 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 analyzing the fall fallout of it, and it's an election year. And to top it off, now wouldn't be the time to be pushing electric and cl- climate, especially from these these fools that lied to us already about COVID. They have some hubris. They have some gall to come out and say, well, you you know, we lied to you about COVID and you, you busted us. We lied to you about the Russian hoax. We lied to you about January 6th. We got your comrades locked up. Never mind the fact that, you know, all kinds of, you know, we're flipping over backwards to give... Um, the Waukesha murderer due process, but we're going to lock up and throw away the key to January 6th. You know, there's this Paris uh, reporter, journalist for Paris TV that, I don't know, she worked for a Paris university and she was a professor and she was doing a documentary on Donbass region in Ukraine. And because she was talking about the plight of the people and the truth about what the people truly wanted, which in the Donbass region, they're primarily Russian, and they have no problem going back to Russia, they, she was fired because she didn't represent the values of University of Paris. Go figure. You know, so you got all this stuff going on by the same people that basically want to put an end to farming and, you know, all kinds of stuff, you know, in the name of climate. Listen to these jokers, these kids. Farming needs to stop. That's the single biggest driver of climate change. Farming needs to stop. That's the single biggest driver of climate change. These fools. These fools. J.P. Morgan cuts out Kanye West. And now the George Floyd family is suing Kanye West for $250 million because he agreed with the documentary that Candace Owens put together about the Floyd family, how they didn't even care about his death. They just cared about the money and the fame and the fortune that they got with it in alignment with Black Lives Matter, who exploited the hell out of them. You know, Kanye West donated $2 million to pay college. Um, Kanye West, according to CNN, donates $2 million, pays college tuition for George Floyd's daughter. Kanye West did that. And now, George Floyd's family preps $250 million lawsuit against Kanye West suit over the rapper's false claims on drink champs about Floyd's murder will be filed on behalf of Floyd's minor daughter. Wow. That that is just unbelievable. So we still have more COVID stuff to do. Um, This is a short clip from Tucker Carlson that we want to take a listen to. 
So here's an amazing story that's been effectively buried. This week, the CDC's Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices is expected to add the COVID-19 vax to the list of required childhood vaccines. If this happens, your children will not be able to attend school without taking the COVID shot. Now, the problem is there is no medical basis for this decision whatsoever. Even the CEO of Moderna has just admitted that most people do not need the booster. In fact, in this country, it's like 4% of adults have gotten the booster because they know now. We're quoting, it's going to be similar to the flu, he said. So what is this exactly? Dr. Marty McCary is a man we trust. He's a professor at Johns Hopkins University. He joins us tonight to assess. Doctor, thanks so much for coming on. Is it an overstatement to say there's really no medical justification for this? Well, there's certainly no clinical data. They've got data from eight mice on the Omicron vaccine in young people. And the child vaccine story is essentially a story of bypassing clinical data, which is why many of us are asking, why even have an FDA? Why do we even right. do clinical trials? Right now, we've got pharma saying, hey, we did a study. We're going to give you the top line of the press release. We're going to call the White House. And the White House then calls the FDA and the CDC and tells them to get in line. They bought 170 million doses of this new Omicron vaccine. There has never been a vaccine added to the child immunization schedule without solid clinical evidence that it reduces disease significantly in the community. The COVID vaccine in children will be the first. It will be added with no no clinical data. And many of us that are saying, hey, let's see the data, we're basically told, stop asking questions. Dr. Ja, who's the chief COVID advisor at the White House, has said he has seen the data, but it's not public information. What are they hiding? Why can't we see this information? Instead, we're basically seeing this intense paternalism to really just do what we say and stop asking questions. And the CDC's committee that's voting, I mean, that is essentially a kangaroo court. You have to be an official card-carrying vaccine fanatic to be on that committee. If you're not, then basically they're not going to accept people who think that some vaccines are important and others lack the evidence to support broad distribution. Remember, one in 5,000 vaccine doses results in a severe adverse event, according to data from overseas, from Germany, because we don't fund that research in the U.S. And in Israel, they took 283 people who got myocarditis from the vaccine. One of them died. Two were in the ICU. So if thousands of people are going to get myocarditis from this indiscriminate vaccination in young, healthy people, we're going to see some unintended harm. And my concern is that some schools may blindly accept this. So if the CDC decides to go ahead and put this on the routine vaccine schedule, it'll be up to states. And that's where I think parents have a right to say, let's see some clinical data before we force this as a requirement for school. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, getting back to this whole thing about liability, I think this is a a, a real big deal. I, I think it's a huge deal. And um, in in any case, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be finding uh, I want to find this uh, one clip. Um, so it's basically about. Um, It was basically about, uh, you know, the news media denying, you know, or or, or basically making the statement that uh, making the statement that uh, the vaccine would cure everything. It was that rhetoric, that statement, that actually I, I think caused major problems for 
uh, the liability because they they're the the breach of contract element component of that um, the promises that they made that the vaccines uh, would stop the spread that was that was complete bogus and uh, they they made this argument that, you know I had this uh, particular audio clip let's see let's take a listen to this one here Bill Gates during 2021 we should be able to manufacture a lot of vaccines and and that vaccine uh, key goal is to stop the transmission to get the immunity levels up so that you get almost no almost no uh, infection going on whatsoever everyone who takes the vaccine is not just protecting themselves but reducing their transmission. Uh, to other people and allowing society to get back to normal. We can kind of almost see the end. We're, we're vaccinating so very fast. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that, that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. That means the vaccines will get us to the end of this. Essentially, vaccines block you from getting and giving um, the virus. Fully vaccinated people are at a very, very low risk of getting COVID-19. Therefore, if you've been fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. We have all the vaccines we need. We just need our people to take it. A, for their own protection, for the protection of their family, but also to break the chain of transmission. You want to be a dead end to the virus. So when the virus gets to you, you stop it. You don't allow it to use you as the stepping stone to the next person. I think given the country as a whole, the fact that we have now about 50% of adults fully vaccinated and about 62% of adults having received at least one dose as a nation, I I'm, I feel fairly certain you're not going to see the kind of surges mm-hmm. we've seen in the past. If you're vaccinated, you're not going to be hospitalized. You're not going to be in an ICU unit. And you're not going to die. You're okay. You're not going to. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Yeah. During twenty. 20- so that was a big lie, and that's that isn't just entertainment. That is a legal problem for them. That's what you need to understand about that. That's not just to to, to laugh at them and point fingers and win an election. That what that what that is about and why that's germane this week is because of what Tucker said there and and what uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. said that the CDC is about to pass a uh, a guidance that says that they're going to administer the vaccines to uh, children and once they do that uh, that's the problem but. We know that they never, ever, they never tested this stuff. Let's take a listen to this. If you don't get vaccinated, you're antisocial. This is what the Dutch Prime Minister and Health Minister told us. You don't get vaccinated just for yourself, 
but also for others. You do it for all of society. That's what I said. Today, this turned out to be complete nonsense. In a COVID hearing in the European Parliament, one of the Pfizer directors just admitted to me, at the time of introduction, the vaccine had never been tested on stopping the transmission of the virus. This removes the entire legal basis for the COVID passport. The COVID passport that led to massive institutional discrimination as people lost access to essential parts of society. I find this to be shocking, even criminal. Please watch the video until the end. Voor u, mevrouw Smal, heb ik de volgende vraag waar ik een duidelijk antwoord op wil. And I will speak okay, yeah. Yeah, in English, English so yeah. there are no misunderstandings. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? If not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer, yes or no, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanisation before um, it entered the market? No. Uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. This is scandalous. Millions of people worldwide felt forced to get vaccinated because of the myth that you do it for others. Now this turned out to be a cheap lie. This should be exposed. Please share this video. And I did. So, you know, that's uh, that's huge. So I think I think that there has to be liability now. And so with the CDC coming out and doing what they're doing, um, to me, that's a, that's a real problem. You know, um, Pfizer ed- executive admits COVID vaccine was never proven to stop the spread. Yet you heard all those liberals telling it what what was their interest? What was their main goal? Why were they pushing it so hard when they knew they didn't have the facts? It was was it for profit? Was it to rig elections? Was it to keep people at home? Was it for control? Listen to this. This is absolutely absurd. This guy is ban- Peter McCullough, banned on Twitter. So, Dr. McCullough, some people say, well, kids drop dead all the time of, of heart issues. I mean, you've been in this field for decades. You're a cardiologist. Is that true? It's not true. We have data by Avolio and colleagues from Finland. Before the COVID-19 vaccines, there were four cases per myocard- for myocarditis per million. It can happen with a parvovirus or another uh, virus. Four per million the current estimates are now from a, a prospective cohort study from Bangkok, Chi- Thailand, 25,000 cases what? per million. 25,000 oh cases per million. Yes, Charlie, it's through the roof. Myocarditis at this point in time is due to the COVID-19 vaccines until proven otherwise. So, Dr. McCullough, some people say, well, kids drop that all the time of, of heart issues. I mean, you've been in this field for decades. You're a cardiologist. Is that true? It's not true. We have... Sorry about that. We just heard that. And and I was looking for this one other uh, clip here. Um, but uh, the, the, the part that you, we all need to hear is the part, again, of the uh, loophole 
that they're that they are trying to uh, to get to this week. That's what this is so important. Why this is so important. And uh, you know, I don't have everything queued up the way I would have liked, but uh, right here, this is it. All right. So they're never going to market a vaccine, allow people access to a vaccine, an approved vaccine, without getting liability protection. Now, the the emergency use authorization vaccines have liability protection under the PREP Act and the CARES Act. So as long as you take an emergency use, you can't sue them. Once they get approved, now you can sue them, unless... They can get it recommended for children. What? Because, because all vaccines that are recommended, officially recommended for children, get liability protection, even if an adult gets that vaccine. That's why they're going after kids. They know this is going to kill and injure a huge number of children, but they need to do it for the liability protection. That is scary, folks. That is absolutely, that that to me speaks volumes right there. Well, we have um, some other issues we want to cover today. Um, I wa- I've been wanting to play this all week. This is an exchange from Maria Bartiroma uh, related to the Biden investigation. Another part of the sweet stakes, you know, that uh, are coming up this November which the Republicans are looking very, very good, almost assured that they're going to win back the House. And it's looking likely that they're going to take back the Senate as well. Let's take a listen. A string of evidence revealed last week about just how hard the FBI tried to take down Donald Trump, regardless of not finding any evidence of Russia collusion. And all the while covering up for Clinton crimes and Biden lies. The FBI paid Igor Danchenko $200,000 to stay on the FBI's payroll for three and a half years, including during the Trump presidency. And Danchenko just got off on criminal charges for lying to the FBI. You know, but look at look at what's happening to Steve Bannon. The two standards of justice are another thing that's plaguing our society. Also offering Christopher Steele a million dollars to corroborate the made-up attacks against Trump, something he could not do. In addition, two FBI analysts testified that they wanted to interview a Clinton operative who was actually planting the Russia story, but they were told by Robert Mueller's team to stand down and not interview Clinton's PR man, Charles Dolan. Joining me right now is Devin Nunes, the man who blew open the Russia collusion live from day one, detailing the scam in 2018 with his Nunes memo. While still the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, he is currently the CEO of Truth Social, which has been the number one downloaded app on the Google App Store for for 48 hours. Devin, good morning to you. Congrats on the App Store. Hey, thanks a lot, Marie, and it's great to be finally fully open uh, for all the American people and the people in the United Kingdom, but thank you. I want to talk to you about something you know very well, exactly what went on in this Russia probe uh, and the Igor Danchenko trial. Give us your sense and reaction to the headlines we saw this week that I've just detailed. Yeah, I think I look at this in three major revelations. 
And the first and obvious one is this, this new fact that we found that steel was offered a million dollars. Now, this is something that wasn't given to Congress, even though we had subpoenaed way back in 2017 and, and 18. So when they found out that steel was lying, did they go to the British government and ask for steel to be extradited? Or did they? No, they didn't. Uh, instead, what do they do? Even though he's on the payroll, they offer a million-dollar bounty, essentially, on Trump's head for him to go and prove something that the FBI already knew was false and was coming from the Clinton campaign. So, so next up, you have this revelation about Danchenko. Danchenko clearly was working on behalf of the Clinton campaign and the Democratic National Committee. He had been a longtime kind of Democratic operative working in Washington, D.C., and he was the secret source, as you may recall, that the FBI led us to believe that, oh, something could happen, you know, people could die. Well, when they find out that Danchenko is, in fact, lying and not providing information, do they raid his house like they did at Mar-a-Lago and go through, you know, his, his underwear drawer and pull out documents of Danchenko? No. What do they do? They put him, they bring him onto the payroll of the FBI. Now, Maria, once again, this is something that should have been provided to our committee. We really would have, would have wanted to know that this guy was now on the payroll. And as, as you pointed out, he then ultimately was paid $200,000. And I think third and finally, uh, what came out of this is finally we get the direct evidence that we've been missing for a long time that the Mueller witch hunt was in fact a witch hunt that was designed to cover up the involvement of the Democrats and the Clinton campaign. If anyone had ties to Russia, it was it was them. Yes. So so do they go and investigate um, investigate Danchenko? No. What Mueller does is he buries it. So essentially what's happened here is Durham uh, has oddly been prosecuting the DOJ and the FBI at the same time that he's prosecuting Danchenko. Yeah. Now, look, I think this is a problem because I'm not sure why is Durham not bringing criminal conspiracy charges? You know, he reports directly to Biden's attorney general. Mm. And we know, and just kind of the final point, we know that there are several high-level officials that were involved back in 15 and 16 in this whole conspiracy that are now sitting atop the Justice Department. One has to begin to ask, why is Durham being allowed to bring the prosecutions that, that he should be bringing based on all the evidence that we've seen so far in this trial? And one of the issues there is, uh, the com well, he's not allowed to bring a case against these people. Uh, so uh, one of the questions is, should we have an outside counsel? And then who's going to be on the outside counsel? So that's it. Now, uh, Congressman Comer uh, was interviewed. Committee, Congressman James Comer. Uh, we also see Congressman that retired and disgraced former FBI operative Timothy uh, Tibalt is refusing to cooperate with you and the House GOP investigations into all of this. Tibalt, of course, opened the Trump Mar-a-Lago investigation. He killed the Hunter Biden laptop investigation. And by the way, he was also the FBI spokesperson for, quote unquote, election integrity before the 2020 election. Congressman, good morning to you. Thanks very much for being here today. Thanks for having me. Um, First off, what we just heard from Devin Nunes, is there support for an outside commission? Would you consider putting an outside commission in place to investigate the FBI? 
I would. You know, obviously it depends on who's on the commission, but uh, we have a huge problem with the FBI. And the, the fact is the American people have lost confidence in the FBI. Uh, it's been politicized for at least six years now, uh, and it's going in the wrong direction. Every day, another report comes out that's more damaging to the FBI. We certainly need to reform the FBI. We certainly need new leadership at the top. But the encouraging thing, Maria, is there are dozens of FBI agents who are coming forward uh, to Jim Jordan and other members of Congress to, to try to blow the whistle on wrongdoing at the FBI. I think the majority of the FBI agents in America want to do a good job, and we honestly need an FBI. But uh, we don't need the leadership we have now. They should resign. They should be held accountable for wrongdoing. And we've got to repair uh, and reform the FBI moving forward. I mean, there is so much to look at from the Russia collusion made up story to the FBI protecting Hillary Clinton and her email scandal to killing uh, and censoring the Hunter Biden laptop story. What's most important to you? What is going to be your priority? Because I want to get into this 150 suspicious activity mm -hmm. reports uh, that came about uh, of the Biden family and all of their oh, man, uh, this money is big. in and, and out almost of accounts. Yeah, I mean, you look at the facts with Hunter Biden and Jim Biden, the entire Biden crime, uh, crime family, as I, I would call it. Uh, they've been influenced peddling for a decade. And Hunter Biden's committed serious crimes. As you mentioned, 150 suspicious activity reports. Those are the most severe bank violations. This is when the bank notifies the federal government that we're pretty confident our client has committed a crime. He's had multiple banks. Uh, file 150 suspicious activity reports saying that we believe each instance was another act of a crime, but yet the FBI did nothing about it. And Timothy Tebow can resign from the FBI. He can refuse to answer our questions now. But in January, after the midterms, we're hopefully going to be in the majority. Uh, I will have a gavel. I will have subpoena power. Jim Jordan will have subpoena power in the Judiciary Committee. And uh, Tim Tebow is going to be a person of great interest uh, for both the oversight and Judiciary Committees. Look, we need to hold people accountable in the FBI for wrongdoing. We need to set an example. Then we need to reform the FBI and move forward. But from a priority for the Oversight Committee, look, we're investigating Hunter Biden because we believe he's a national security threat and we fear that he's compromised Joe Biden. So a lot of the bad policies, the energy policies, the foreign policies that Joe Biden has, has uh, enacted that put America last, uh, we believe this was done because he's compromised because of his family's shady business dealings with our adversaries. How are you going to get around the fact that they just won't cooperate? That FBI agent who told us all about election integrity ordered uh, Igor Danchenko to erase all evidence from his phone uh, of his role in the attempted coup of President Trump. They also hid all this stuff from Devin Nunes when he was the chairman of the Intelligence Committee. He didn't know that Igor Danchenko was on the payroll. He didn't know that they were offering Christopher Steele a million dollars. What are you going to do about it to get to the bottom if they keep hiding all of this stuff? Well, we're going to use the subpoena authority. Uh, they're going to be required to testify under oath. Uh, we're also going to be deposing a lot of people. This isn't just going to be centered around uh, the, the usual suspects that are in the news a lot, uh, Tebow and Christopher Wray. This is going to include a lot of lower level people. We're already working with whistleblowers. I think we're further along than a lot of people realize with respect to trying to hold people accountable in the FBI for wrongdoing. And look, with this Hunter Biden situation, it's only 
getting worse. And a lot of people say, well, he, you know, his, his father did that interview on CNN and say, well, he straightened up. You know, he got on drugs and, and he straightened up now. But the influence peddling Maria predated the drug addiction. And then if you look at uh, the, the story right at the beginning of the Biden administration that people forget about, he sold all that artwork. Uh, for half a million dollars plus, we're pretty confident that artwork went to China. And we want to know more about who bought that. So there's been uh, uh, misdeeds uh, that have been uh, uh, that have happened with Hunter Biden in both the Obama Biden administration and the Biden administration. So we've got a lot of uh, uh, answers to get for the American people. We're not going to let up, but we have to have subpoena power. So these November 8th elections are crucial to be able to, to give the American people the answers they want. And, and the last thing that you know, everyone that, that watches your show, Maria, uh, they want people held accountable for wrongdoing. It seems like no one's ever held accountable for wrongdoing. Yeah, well, we've heard that before. I like the part where he says the artwork went to China. Hmm. That's a new that's a new bit of information. Uh, folks, I'd like to uh, uh, remind everybody to support our sponsors. Uh, we're coming to the end of our show here. And uh, one of the things is is with the economy the way it is, um, one of the things that you may want to do is reconsider where your IRA is parked, your 401ks, uh, and position them to where you can get into precious metals like gold and silver. So uh, Genesis Gold is a company that's sponsoring our show. And uh, what, what appealed to me about this particular product that I wanted to, that I picked myself, um, is that they are an IRA you could transfer your IRAs from one to the other without a penalty. And you can get your IRA instead of tied up into mutual funds, which I believe the stock market is poised to collapse. It's in a bubble. And I also think the housing market is going to collapse. I think the bond market is weak. I think we're in for some serious rough waters. Uh, And that's why I think that Genesis Gold uh, is a really good product because it, it it ties the IRA with gold and silver. That's the uniqueness of it. So be sure to give them a call at 800-385-4653. That's 1-800-385-4653. Uh, and I guess it's uh, also 1-800-385-GOLD. Be sure to check them out also. Another sponsor of our show is Tactical Civics that could teach you how to and help you get set up to um, take back your country locally, setting up a chapter in your own neck of the woods. And also MAGAPAC.org. We're advancing America First policies to make America great again. That's our nonprofit that's connected directly with Red State Talk Radio and the Scott Adams Show. And be sure to check out MAGAPAC.org. Make a donation if you can, because they're doing everything they can to to uh, advance the ball for America First policies and candidates. And with that, also use Red State over at MyPillow.com. Use Red State as your promo code at MyPillow.com. And with that, we'll see you next time on the radio. Goodbye, everybody. Grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper, just to bury my kids right up to there. 